0: is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones of christylittlejones.com, episode number 134. I am celebrating women and the numerous roles that we have as a wife, mom, or entrepreneur, just to name a few. While we never really feel fully prepared for any of them, somehow we figure it out. But what if I were to share the truth that will shift your perspective about what you thought you knew about becoming every woman. Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. Welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. I'm a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. If you are new to our podcast, woohoo! Welcome to the family. I am thrilled that you are here. And if you are already a part of my tribe and you don't already know, I love and appreciate you. Hey ladies, I celebrate you today for the many roles you play and the dynamic women you are. You are wives, mothers, and entrepreneurs. You are daughters and sisters, aunties, and grandmothers. You are teachers, doctors, pilots, and nurses, as well as authors and athletes, speakers, and homemakers. You are designers, hairdressers, and project managers. And there is no end to what you do and who you are, because you are every woman. I'm every woman. It's all in me. Anything you want done, baby, I'll do it naturally. I'm every woman. It's all in me. I can read your thoughts right now. Everyone from A to Z, whoa, 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 (laughs) whoa, whoa. (laughs) As you can hear, I am not a singer, y'all. I'm going to stick to coaching. I'm going to stick to podcasting. But thank you for just allowing me to be my silly self around you. Sorry. We all grew up believing that this was it. This was the goal. This was our destiny to be every woman and to do everything. (laughs) Well, ladies, I am here with a pin to pop your bubble and let you know that the conditioning that came with thinking or believing we had to do or be every woman is totally stressing you out. It is completely stressing me out. <laughs> I remember when I got married to Adrian, and I wanted to show and prove that I was that wife and that I could I could bring home the bacon. Fry it up in a pan and never, never, never let you forget you're a man. Cause I'm a woman, Anjali. Like this was from like the 70s where there was a commercial that was encouraging, conditioning women to really believe and think that it was sexy, that it was, That it was successful to bring home the bacon, cook it, fry it up in a pan, and then never let you forget you're a man because I'm a woman. And it was a perfume for the 24-hour woman. That's what they called it. So we all have fallen prey to this societal conditioning that we are supposed to be every woman. I am 100% guilty to falling into this trap of thinking that I needed to do and be it all. So I, when I married Adrian, I tried to confirm really everything that he made the right choice. Really? Of course he made the right choice because he asked me to marry him, right? So why on earth Did I put myself through a ton of stress trying to do everything while he so diligently carved out his downtime daily, resting and relaxing on the couch, watching me run around like a crazy person with three babies in three years? You want to know why? Because we have been conditioned to believe that we are every woman. Then when I had my first child, Sky, I remember there was, I remember before when I was pregnant, I was reading every single baby book. I was watching every single baby show that promised to teach me to be a great mom. And then when Sky was born, I remember my mom and sister and even adrian they were trying to help me, trying to get onto a schedule, organize, you know, it was my first baby, Right. And they would tell me, go get some sleep. And I would get annoyed. And I'd be like, no, no. Right. Or they tried to feed Sky, and they'd give her a pacifier and I'd freak out on them because I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't give her a pacifier. And I just, I just wanted to do everything. I didn't want to miss anything. And I just thought I knew everything. And because I was every woman, right? No, I was a total hot mess. <laughs> and eventually my sister was like, okay, go ahead, do what you need to do, right? You know everything, right? Why are we so hard-headed like that? And then I remember starting my first business called Mommy and Training, and it started off as an all-day conference teaching women about just the beautiful calling, the purpose, and the privilege of motherhood. It was a major undertaking, I had over 150 people in attendance, 30 volunteers, 25 vendors. It was amazing and it was awesome, but it was completely exhausting because why on earth would I start a business with three little ones is still beyond me, but maybe it was because I'm every woman, it's all in me. So as the kids got older, as I got older, I used to say to myself, why does it feel like I'm doing everything? And no one else sees that there are dishes in the dishwasher, I mean, dishes that need in the sink that need to be put in the dishwasher, or that there's this sock in the middle of the stair that has been there for a week, or there's a rapper that has kind of blown in front of our doorstep, why am I the one that's always picking them up? Why am I the one that's always noticing them, right? And it's frustrating, it's irritating and annoying. And it just, the tolerance for that, it gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller as you get older. (laughs) And so I heard something the other day that pretty much sums it up. When I said I do, I didn't mean I do everything. And then I realized we have been hoodwinked and bamboozled, ladies. Society has tried to make us believe that it's attractive, that it's sexy, that it's even sustainable to be every woman. And trust me, it is not. On average, women put in nearly 100 hours a week being every woman. So ladies, here's where I pull out the stick pin and I pop the bubble and pull you out into the real world. And if you continue on this path of thinking and believing that you're supposed to be every woman, it's almost inevitable that you are going to hit burnout very quickly. And while most women are the glue in their families, your family really needs you. So burnout isn't an option. So I just have a few suggestions that I want to share today that may help bring balance back to the front burner and create healthier margins in your day to day life. I can't begin to tell you with this mentality, with this superwoman, wear the cape, I'm every woman mentality, that I had no margins in my life. Literally, my life was bleeding into the margins. I would wake up and literally from the time that I woke up to the time I went to sleep, there was barely any downtime. If I had any kind of commute to work, that was my only downtime. And even then I needed to fill the margin because I had to return phone calls or I had to make appointments for the kids or something. It just bled into the margins. It was just too much. It was too much. And it got to a place where my dad died recently. And um, we just had a, a memorial for him and this time of really grieving and with all the loss that we had this last year in 2020 with all of the deaths due to this COVID virus. And it was like, hmm, what is really, really important? What is really like we're doing too much. You know, I have three teenagers. And one of the things that they say all the time is you're doing too much. Right. So ladies, we're doing too much. We're doing too much. We're the glue. And we're thinning out. Right. And or we're drying up. And the thing is, is like we cannot be we cannot manage a family or even create or cultivate a healthy family if we're the example of bleeding into the margins. And so here are some of those suggestions that have helped me to bring a little bit more balance into my life and create thicker margins into my day to day. Number one is identify your lane. So this is your lane of strengths. What are your strengths? Where's your sweet spot? You know, where is it that you thrive? Things that are natural, things that are easy, things that you love, things that are just, it's just your flow, right? This is just your lane. Are you highly organized or administrative? Or are you creative and discerning? Or maybe you're really great at saving money, investing, and planning for the future for your family. So, whatever it is, identify it, get in the position, and run with it. Period, right? Super simple, but not so much because we oftentimes in our relationships, especially even in marriage, we don't necessarily define roles because if you're in a traditional marriage, Traditional Christian marriage, you may think that, okay, the husband does X, Y and Z and the wife does ABC. Right. So you've got to verbalize, communicate, talk about what these roles are, because traditionally your husband may not be great at X, Y and Z. You may be better at X, Y, and Z, and he may be better at A, B, and C, but you've got to discuss it. You got to talk about it so that you can identify the roles and you guys can flourish and thrive in your own strengths, in your own lane. And when you can be in your own lane and you can thrive in it and you can really soar it's going to make a huge difference not only in your interaction with each other but your perspective your stress level everything really just harmoniously just comes together in this beautiful symphony of a relationship and marriage then you have number two read the book essentialism by Greg McCowan, now this book is a great dose of permission. This permission is to let go of the fluff and get down to the meat of your life and so even in the in the book when they talk about essentialism, it says, "Have you ever found yourself stretched too thin yes we 're always raising our hand, right? Do you sim- simultaneously feel overworked and underutilized or are you often busy but not productive hello do you feel like your time is constantly being hijacked by other people's agendas can I get an amen (laughs) if you answered yes to any of these the way out is the way out of the essentialist. Now, essentialism is more than a time management strategy or a productivity technique. It's a systematic discipline for discerning what is absolutely essential, then eliminating everything that is not so we can make the highest possible contribution towards the things that really matter. By forcing us to apply more selective criteria to what is essential, the disciplined pursuit of less empowers us to reclaim control of our own choices about where to spend our precious time and energy instead of giving others the implicit permission to choose for us. Ooh, ooh, ooh! So essentialism is not one more thing. It's a whole new way of doing everything. It's about doing less, but better in every area, area, every single area of our lives. So essentialism is essentially a movement. And this will change your life. This will change your life, guys. And you really, the, the disciplined pursuit of less. That's really what it is. It's a discipline because again, we're conditioned. Let's just pile more on. Yep, I can do it. Let's pile it on. Sure. Yep, I can do it. But to be disciplined to say, nope, sorry, I can't take on one more thing or nope, I can't do it or nope, I've got to let this go. It does require practice and discipline. So number two, read the book Essentialism by Greg McCowan, ASAP. They have it on Audible as well. Number three, stop waiting for people to offer. Why do we do this, ladies? Why? Why do we wait for people to offer their help? And then when they don't offer, we get mad, shut down, don't say anything, withdraw, pull our love away, shut down the relationship, all of these different things, right? Where if we had just said something, then we would never have this issue, especially with our husbands. We want our husbands to help. We expect them to jump in and help the way that we would. News flash, sisters, your man does not think like you. I'm going to repeat that. Your man does not think like you. He responds much better to asking him to help you over you waiting for him to offer. Trust me, I learned this the hard way because I was one of those wives where I was running around trying to, I had three babies in, in diapers, all three of them were in diapers at the same time. One was in pull-ups and two were in diapers. And I'm running around while Adrian's watching TV, kicking back, right? Resting, putting, getting his downtime in. And my expectation was that he's going to see me and offer to help, right? Well, in those early years of our marriage, he was like, oh, I got a bad wife. She can handle and manage all of it. And that's what we do. We do so much so well that they, many people, many husbands don't even offer because they're like, oh, she's got it. She's got it, right? She's running everything and doing everything well. Well, that backfires sometimes because we do that to ourselves as opposed to in the very beginning, soliciting, asking for their help and really, hey, babe, can you wash the dishes? Can you fold these clothes? Can you put a load in the clothes in the laundry? And because we have this thing going on where we want them to offer, right? We want them to, to initiate what for whatever reason. I don't know what that's about. But for whatever reason, we want them to initiate. And then when they don't initiate, we're very annoyed, pissed off. And they're like kind of totally confused because they're like, what did I do? What did I say? All I've been doing is sitting here watching TV and We're like annoyed, don't touch me, don't talk to me. We go upstairs, turn off the light, go to bed. And they're like, wow, what did I do? Yo, man, yo, bro, I don't know what I did, but wifey's mad and I don't know what I did. I don't know what I said, right? It's because we think that they are going to see the need and fill it the way that we as women are wired to do. And they just aren't. So what I've learned, it took about four years, but what I learned is that I need to one delegate, he responds much better to me delegating, he responds much better to me asking. And so I had a a great example the other day, I was in the middle of doing something and I asked him to take a couple of pictures for me. Now, he would have never thought to do it. He would have never initiated to do it. But because I asked him, hey, babe, can you grab this picture for me? Because I'm not going to be able to get it because I have to run, right? So he was like, okay, sure, sure. Now, the other thing, ladies, is that be very specific, right? So I said, take, can you take a picture of this for me? Now, he took it from the side, but I wanted it from the front. Now, I should have said, can you take this picture from me from the front of the room because he took it from the side of the room. And so again, not that I was, he took the picture, but I didn't give him the specific detail that I needed. So again, there's still room for some frustration. There's still room for some breakdown in the communication if you're not being specific with your request or your ask. So be sure to be, just be aware, become aware of And mindful of when you are expecting your husband significant other to initiate something that is not innate to him right so that's that's why sometimes you can have they can have their shoes in the middle of the floor and step over them and keep coming and Day after day after day, they keep stepping over them. And you're frustrated because you're like, don't you see your shoes? Pick them up, right? Pick them up. My goodness, I'm not your maid, right? But he doesn't even see them. He's like, oh, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Like he didn't even see them because it's just not the way they're wired. And so trying to help you avoid some of those stumbling blocks in your marriage, relationship, dating, fiance, whatever, that they don't see those things that we see. For just the way that God made us so differently. And so stop waiting for him to initiate. Stop waiting for him to offer to help. Tell him what you need. Delegate. Ask for his help. It will, they respond so much better because what happens is now they know what it is that, that we want And they don't run the risk of trying to guess what we want because oftentimes they guess wrong and then the response or the reaction of them guessing wrong is something that they really don't want to face, right? They don't want to confront. So just help them out. Just tell them, ask them what you, ask them for what you need. Don't waste time needing to learn it because it kind of goes across the board. Just ask for what you need, tell them what you want, and they will respond so much better to that. Number four, let it go. We hold on to so much stuff that just weighs us down constantly. It just weighs us down from toxic relationships, to stressful jobs, to businesses that we had no business being in, to arguing with our kids, trying to save them from life's experiences when they think they know everything. And we're just doing too much, period. It just, doing too much. So in an effort to try to let some of the things go that are adding to your I'm every woman complex, I want you to make a list. I want you to make a list of everything that you do, all of your roles and responsibilities. I know this will probably take a week, but (laughs) write them down. And then next to like in a list form and next to everything that you do on this list of everything that you do, I want you to put either love next to it, if you love it and you're like, I love it. This is amazing. I want this in my life. This brings me life, right? This brings me joy. I want you to put love near it or write love next to it. Now, if it's something that you're like, "Ah, I could take it or leave it, put meh. Right, m e h, meh, eh, right, meh. I could take it or leave it. And then those that you absolutely hate, you can't stand it. You're like, oh, you avoid it. You procrastinate doing it. Put hate or u g h, U-G-H. ugh, right, <laughs> uh, or hate. So now, after you make this list, and you get really clear. And on what is love, what is meh, what is ugh. I want you to practice this exercise. I want you to eliminate or delegate. Eliminate or delegate everything that has meh or ugh next to it. Right? That's going to be probably three-fourths of your list. (laughs) And so... If it has love, this is what we're trying to focus on. We want to focus on the things that we love. We want to create and cultivate and expand our lives around the things that we love. Because one of my really close friends, Carmen, she taught me the beauty and the power of delegating, the beauty and the power of outsourcing. If we can become master outsourcers, ladies, our lives oh my gosh, we would have not only margins, but we'd have time to put our feet up and read magazines and watch hours and hours of TV, like our spouses, like what we, it would be amazing. It'd be amazing. And we can just Rest and do nothing. Now sometimes, you know, if you guys are like me, it'll be like, oh, you feel unproductive. And it just takes time, right? It just takes practice, consistency, and time for you to get used to that, to use getting used to margins because we're used to being every woman and doing everything. And so lastly, life is too short. We learned that last year, 2021, continuing this year, life is too short so many lives have been lost. I think it's over 550,000 lives have been lost. It's, it's really unbelievable, actually, that in our nation, we've lost over half a million people's lives in a year to this deadly virus. And And then if we've lost loved ones to things that were not COVID related, but to old age or, you know, accidents or whatever, it's just what, what is the meaning, right? What's the meaning of life? Life is too short. So what do you want your life to look like? If, if you could not fail, what would you want your life to look like? If money wasn't a factor, What would you do differently than you are doing right now in this moment? Or if you could go or if you could be or if you could do something, if you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go? And then I want you to write a list, answer these questions for yourself, journal it out. So write down if what do you want your life to look like and be very specific, as specific and detailed as you can based on kind of where you are. Sometimes we have to, to spend some time really thinking through this process and, and really cultivating, what is it that I want? What is it that I want my life to look like? I do not want to live a life that is boring. I don't wanna live a life that's just, you know, so routine each and every day. That's just something that I don't want. And And just ideally, I mean, ironically and gratefully, my husband's the same way he's just not like that. You know, the day in and the day out, the monotony of the same thing every day. We just aren't people like that. So we like to have adventure. We like to have newness and sparks. And let's try something new. Let's try this thing. Let's try fun. Like, let's talk about something different. And, you know, so we are very active when it comes to that. But, you know, I just, as you get older, you realize like the years go so much faster. And when you lose someone that you love and, you know, one of the things that I always think about Steve Jobs is, you know, who created Apple and the, the legacy that he's left in the world is simply remarkable. He was 55 years old when he when he died. And so when you think about the age that you are right now, and if your God calls you home at 55 years old, would you have created the life that you wanted? Would you have filled it with the experiences and the adventures and the conversations with the people that you love? Would you have filled it with those things that really matter? Because the things that don't matter are those tangible things that can be replaced. It was a tragic, a tragic event that took place here in the last few days, where there was a 66 year old man who was being carjacked by a 13 and 15 year old girl, girls, two girls, 13 and 15 years old, they tased him and tried to carjack his, his car. He was holding on to the steering wheel, right? He was kind of step, he had one foot out of the car, one foot outside of the car and one foot on the brake. And he was fighting, no, 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 this is my car, this is my car. And then the girls tased him and then pressed on the gas, dragging this guy who's trying to save his car and the car flipped over and now the 66-year-old lost his or 66-year-old man lost his life. Completely tragic, right? On on all all, all accord. All, all accounts, I should say, all accounts. Not only did he lose his life, but now this 13 and 15 year old girl, their lives are done over, right? Forever, like murder and over a car, like he, this was my car. It's life is too short. Let them have the car, right? Save your life. You can replace the car. You can't replace the life. And it's just, it was a reminder that life is too short. My dad went home to be with the Lord at 78 years old. And a year ago, he was perfectly fine as to what it seemed, right? But in a year, lost his life. And it's just too short, too short. All of the people who went in with hard to breathe or coughing and then, a few days, a few weeks later, died of a, this virus is, it's too short. It's too short. And so these are just a few things, ladies, to get you started now that I popped the bubble of being every woman, doing everything. Yes, I know many of us will revert back to wanting to put on the superwoman cape, <laughs> not because we want to, but more because we're conditioned to. And then we'll be here again, frustrated, irritated, and annoyed because we're finding ourselves doing everything again. And that's okay. That's okay. It takes time. It takes practice. It takes consistency. And it takes giving ourselves permission to take off the damn cape, tear it up, burn it up, rip it up to shreds, rip, rip it to shreds, because this conditioning of believing that every woman is sexy, that doing everything means that you're successful is really a disguise for secretly sabotaging your sanity. <laughs> it really is, and it's it's not sustainable. And unfortunately, I think I I learned this later than I wish I had. I wish I had learned this in my 20s, in my 30s, even in my 40s. Like it wasn't until mid, late 40s that I started realizing, wait a minute, why am I doing everything, right? So now there's another thing that I want to mention. Oftentimes we end up doing everything because we have control issues. So I know that that was an issue for me. I wanted it done a certain way. I wanted it done, the Christie way, right? So I'm like, okay, I'll take it. I'll take on all of it. So I'm carrying the whole weight. I'm carrying all of it. And they're like, okay, yeah, here, here's some more. Here, do this, do this. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And I'm trying to manage it all. But now I'm stressed out, headache, back hurt, you know, like all of these things. And, And then on top of that, I'm very irritated and annoyed because they see me carrying all this weight and yet they're not offering to help. But hello, you wanted it, Christy, right? You asked for it because you needed to be in so much control over whatever it is that you were managing that you took on that extra weight. So we have to be really honest with ourselves too. Like, okay, do we have some control issues here? And do I need to be practicing relinquishing control so that I can really get to the root of essentialism? Hello? Yes. Most of us do, right? Because we want things done a certain way. And even when I was had, my babies were little, like they're ninth, 10th and 11th grade now. So 15, 16, 17. And I really, I, I wanted, I was making their food and natural this and blend and puree that and So when Adrian, I was like, okay, babe, can you watch the kids? I just need some time. I need a spa day. And then I saw McDonald's bags at home. I was like, oh my gosh, why? Right? So then I'm like, um, he's like, what, 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 what's wrong? What's wrong? Okay. So McDonald's French fries and a happy meal is not (laughs) going to kill them. And I was like, now, mind you, when you got pregnancy brain, you're thinking some crazy stuff because you're like, oh my gosh, I just, I gave my kids too much apple juice. I didn't dilute it enough. Oh no, they're going to rot out their teeth and they're going to be addicted to sugar. It's really ridiculous. And I know you ladies are laughing who have had small children because you've said the same thing, but it's ridiculous. Like. Let it's okay. It's completely okay. Like let give yourself the margins to give yourself permission to not do everything, to not be every woman. Cause that is something that was a marketing tactic to sell some perfume. Or <laughs> it was a marketing tactic for Shaka Khan and Whitney Houston, who sang the song I'm every woman to, you know, for women to feel like there was a, there was a community, there was a culture of these amazing women. No, we are not born created to do everything. God specifically gave you gifts. He specifically gave you a purpose, a calling, a plan. And that is where we need to get back to Is really knowing what that is and executing it with excellence, period. And all the other stuff that comes to distract us, to pull us off course, to pull us off center and get us very overwhelmed is the design to one control or giving you the need to control or just thinking that you're more successful if you're doing more things when nothing can be further from the truth. You're actually more successful when you're focused and you can focus and hone in on what you're supposed to be doing and you can do that well with excellence. So ladies, remember you are, although you are an amazing woman, you don't have to be every woman. You don't have to do everything. So identify your lane and thrive in it read essentialism ASAP. Stop waiting for people to initiate or offer. Ask for what you need. Tell them what it is that you need and desire. Let it go. Let the extra stuff go because it's just weighing you down. And then life is too short. We don't know when it's our time to go. None of us do. And so if you knew how to create a life that you love, that gives you hope and joy and peace and rest and margins. Please start right now with answering these questions, creating this list of what it is that you want your life to look like and go execute fully and fabulously. I love you with all my heart and I look forward to connecting with you next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I hope that it was encouraging, inspiring, supportive, and made you feel like you were not alone. So thank you for joining me. If we are not connected on social media, please come on over and say hello. DM me on Instagram at wife.wisdom. I'm always looking to give you the best content that supports you and serves you. So please send me your ideas for topics, for podcasts, as well as let me know how the Wife Wisdom Podcast has encouraged you or how it has supported you and brought up aha moments for you. I read and value and cherish all of these testimonies that I receive from you. So please, please, please keep them coming. Lastly, would you please do me a huge favor and rate and review my podcast if you have not already. It really helps the podcast to be seen and found on all of the platforms. So in order to rate and review, if you have an iPhone or an iPad, please go down, scroll down to the very first episode. It will say, write a review. So you click on the number of stars and you write your review right there. Unfortunately, if you have an Android, there isn't an easy way for you to rate and review the podcast at this time. But I would still love, love, love to hear from you over on Instagram. Rating and reviewing helps get the word out about the podcast to other women who are also looking for wife wisdom. So please continue to share with your family, your friends, and of course, your sister circle. I so appreciate you and value your consistent listenership. So have an amazing week and I look forward to connecting with you next time.